Good evening. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us once again. It's um, always good. Hello, Barry. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm not not too bad for an old guy. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> How are I'm, you for a much younger guy than me? Well, I'm doing good, thank you. Yes, yes, I'm doing all right. Yeah. So you've had the grandies for a week, so you must be a bit tired. We had the grandies for seven glorious days. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is actually that was a make good um, as far as a commitment that we had for our, our our children who were meant to go on their 10th wedding anniversary week away uh -huh. uh, on their 11th year. Uh, just uh, as COVID began and their their trip was canceled. Okay. And so now this was a make good for Ann and I to watch our little munchkins. And of course yeah. they're all, they're all three of them are stars and uh, we, we, it was great, but it, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's good that we have them and it's good to, when mom and dad come home last night, we was like yeah. to hand them off until next time. So yeah, Fiona's so mom, we survived. Yeah. Fiona's mum always used to say, bless their backs. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, it's lovely to see them, but it's, it's good to bless their backs. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know, hand I know them back that over. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So here we are. Have we got any notices or anything, Barry? Are you up to anything you want to mention? No, nothing. Nothing. Uh... Out of the ordinary. Out of the ordinary, no. Um, just a heads up for a couple of events that are happening in next March. Um, well, March, right? Yeah, March, just before Easter. Cloverley Hall in Shropshire, UK. Trevor and Linda are leading a Father Heart encounter. Instead of being a week long, it's going to be four days. Um, and then there's a day break. And then they're doing kind of like a more relaxed family gathering over the Easter weekend so um, if you're interested in those go to the fatherheart.uk website and you can see both events there and if you want to come for both you can stay the night at the conference center in between the two um, but you know people are welcome from from europe um, at our at our father heart encounter a few weeks ago we had people from south africa who came wow. so you know the world is your oyster, so feel free to join us. It's very near Birmingham Airport, Manchester Airport um, for European flights. But um, yeah, Trevor and Linda are hosting both of those events and um, have a look. Come and join them. I'm sure they'd love to see you. So yeah, that's just a sort of heads up. Um, nothing else particularly. Um, so um, as, is our, as is our pattern, um we exchanged texts at the beginning of the week you know got any thoughts got any thoughts no not really no not really and <laughs> it sounds like we're really well prepared doesn't it um but <laughs> then then barry came back and and just said Look, i've just been thinking about the father himself loves you um i think you were doing um a session online for that yesterday or the day before um so we we thought we'd just that's, you know, that's always a great thing to talk about because it's so true, of course, um, and something that we can go deeper and deeper in. So I'm, I just, I'm just going to hand over to Barry. He's going to kick off and um, we're going to see where we go with it. Um, but this, you know, this might sound like um, a rerun of something we've talked about in the past. And it probably is, but actually it's the sort of thing you can never get enough of. And, um, you know, we can always go deeper in this. We can always receive more. Our hearts can be just touched with the love of the Father. And I just want to encourage you, just as we go through this, you know, this webcast today, mm -hmm. just open your hearts and say, Father, I may have heard this loads of times before, but I just want a deeper encounter with you. I want you to pour your love into my heart. I want to see things I've never seen before. So can I just pray for you, Barry? And yes. hand over to you. I think we, we need to pray for the internet connection in Canada. It's a bit wobbly tonight. Yeah. We had a few issues yeah. before we started, which is why we're a few minutes late. But um, it's um, we think we've got there. Well, Barry thinks he's got there and we hope it's stable. But um, I just noticed it's 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 a bit juddery and it's freezing every, you know, for a second or two here and there. But um, we'll give it a go. eh? <laughs> 
So, Father, we want to thank you once again for the, the privilege of knowing you, the privilege of being your sons and daughters. And, Father, we're going to talk about something that we've talked about often before. Mm. Um, but I just pray, just ask for all of us that it would be a deeper revelation, a deeper impartation, mm -hmm. a deeper encounter with you, that even... Even today, we would see something fresh of who yeah. you are to us. And Father, may the eyes of our heart be opened to mm. just see afresh and to see anew who you are and who we are and who you want to mm. be to us, that you really want to be a father to us because that's who you are. And may our hearts be so open that we can just receive mm. more of that fathering, more of your love. Yes, Dad. And just practically, Father, we pray for the internet, <laughs> that it would work yeah. at a good speed <laughs> and um, there wouldn't be any pigeons sitting on the line anywhere. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, my brother. I'll get you, I'll get you back soon. And just uh, Mark, if I'm frozen and I don't know I'm frozen, Feel free to come back on and rescue me because uh, it is a little bit choppy, I think, from my end. And uh, but I'll trust that Papa's going to maybe get those, keep those pigeons off the line. Um, as as Mark said, that we're we're talking uh, the title we we uh, chose for tonight is the Father Himself Loves You. And the the funny thing about not the funny thing, well, it is kind of funny that oftentimes um, I will actually use this this topic. When somebody, especially a church, asks me to come and speak in, in advance, and then maybe three months in advance, and they say, "What's your sermon title?" You know, so they want they want a commitment to for the bulletin, and they want it in advance. And and so the Father Himself loves you is always uh, a safe title, right? Because there is so much wiggle room in in this in this just the statement that the father himself loves you. So, you know, of course, so that, you know, when you say that, then uh, you can go anywhere. But having said that, I feel that uh, tonight that uh, Papa wants to really shine a light on this for each and every one of us. And it, it may be in a unique way than we've ever experienced before. My prayer is it will be new. I mean, the Bible says in Lamentations 3 that God's mercies are new every morning and his compassions never fail. So in essence, if God's mercies and his love are new every morning, then every morning, every evening, to like to eat, it's afternoon here in Canada, but I know it's evening in Europe, and that every day is a fresh opportunity for us to experience the extravagant love of our, our heavenly dad. And so that's what we want to talk about. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that my prayer is not only for me, but for all of us, is that the love of the father, the eternal love uh, uh, and affection that the father has for us would never, ever become blasé, never become stale or old or say you know i i you know i came into a revelation of the father heart of god 20 years ago and so what else you got and i and that reminded me of uh a time when i was i was going to speaking at another church a church in another country i mean and the pastor had heard all of the father heart speakers that each and every one of you are are, are familiar with and he said i heard all their messages and he named all the speakers who are are all friends of mine and he said what else do you have and basically, I've heard the Father's love message. I, I want something different. I want something more. And, uh, you know, I just remember staring at him and and basically just in my heart. I, I'm sure I, w I was gracious with my response. But when he said, what else is there? What else do you got? Uh, and in my heart, when I looked at him, I, my response would have been, what else is there in that sense? Because when we experience the love of the Father, and we experience the love of the Father that Jesus experienced continually, then there is nowhere else to go. You know, when Jesus is praying in the high priestly prayer and he, he in, in John 17, and he's saying, like, Father, I want my disciples to be with me where I am so that they see my glory, the glory in which you uh, you have given me because you've loved me from before the creation of the world. 
And so here's Jesus' desire, praying to his father before he goes to the cross. He just says, I want my disciples to experience this glory. And the glory is that you've loved me from before the creation of the world. You see, if that was the big part, the big thing for Jesus, you know, every moment of every day throughout eternity, how much more should we just be able to plant our in the love of God? You know, it says in Jude to keep ourselves in the love of God. Jesus said in John 15, 9, he said, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Remain in my love. And so talking about the love of God, uh, you know, there is this tendency, oh, I've heard this, what else do you got? But I think when we begin to go deeper into this revelation of the, just the eternal love that God has for us, it never ends. It, and I really believe that Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3 where he talks about, he starts the prayer in verse 14. It says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. Then he goes on to say, I pray that you'd be rooted and grounded in love, that the, God would give you power by his Holy Spirit to grasp how deep and how wide and how long and how high the love of God is, and that you might be filled to the full measure of the fullness of God. That we, th This is the ever expanse that the Father it wants to pour into our lives. And I truly believe even in this moment, and if you're watching afterwards, it's when you're watching that there is a fresh impartation of love that the Father wants to impart to each one of us. So brace yourself, get ready to receive a deeper revelation. Because again, Ephesians 5.18 says, do not be drunk with wine, which is an excess, but be filled always filled, continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And we know that Romans 5.5 5 says that God has poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which he's given us. So the continual inflowing of the love of God, that inflowing, you know, we love because he first loved us, that produces an, uh, uh, an outflowing, a bubbling up within our being where, you know, our cups begin to overflow. And then we begin to love one another as we have been loved. So having said that, I want to read the where the um the 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 topic, the title, Father Himself in in the Gospels, and it's from John 16, verse 25 to 27. And this is a discussion that Jesus is having with his disciples, starting at John 13 and right through, then he, he finishes in John 17 with the high priestly prayer. That this is the night before he goes to the cross. And so we know that Jesus is absolutely revealing his heart to his disciples. He's just opening up. He's cracking open his chest cavity to, to bring a deeper revelation of his father before he, he goes to the cross. And so these are the words he says. He's figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my father. In that day, you will ask in my name. I'm not saying that I will ask the father on your behalf. No, the father himself loves you because you've loved me and have believed that I came from God. So a few chapters before this, Jesus said to his disciples, ask of me and I'll, I'll give you what you ask for. But now, you know, just uh, a few chapters later, he says, no, you're not going to ask me for anything in that day. And that day was, you know, when Jesus rises from the dead and he declares that God, he's returning to his father and our father. And, and, and in this moment, he says, in that day, you will not ask me, but you will go to the father directly in my name. And the, you know, saying in my name is not just saying in the name of Jesus. But in my name is actually in our union with Jesus, in our power of attorney with Jesus, our oneness with Jesus that we have in Christ access to the Father by the Holy Spirit. And so you know, he's, he's preparing his disciples for this. So then in, in verse 27, he says, no, you know, just to, to, to like you're going to ask the Father directly uh, uh, because the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and believe that I came from God. And so the thing that's that's interesting, and I, I just want to you know use this as a kind of a launching pad for our discussion with Mark and I. But typically, when we talk about the love of God, right, the the sacrificial love, the big love of God, the the word that is used in Greek is agape love. And you know, often you know we read that most times when we read about the love of God in in the, in the New Testament. 
But it's interesting in this particular situation when Jesus says to his disciples that you're going to go to the Father directly in my name and you're going to ask him because he himself loves you. He does, Jesus does not use the word agape love, the big sacrificial love. He uses a different word and that's phileo love. That love is a unique love that is different than um, the um, just the big love of God. This is the um, absolute affectionate love of God. And phileo love is brotherly love. It's really meant for um, to talk about close relationships. Uh, this is a generous and affectionate love that seeks to make the other person happy with no expectation for the acts of kindness to be returned. So this is, you know, if, if God's love is the big love, the, the unconditional love, that the love that that um, God, Jesus is speaking about the Father right now is phileo love. It's an intimate love. It's an affectionate love. And, you know, it's really the difference between saying to somebody, in essence, the best way I can describe it is, I love you, but I like you too. The, it's like this warm affection, enjoying love. You know, I when I was a new Christian, and some of you probably heard me say this before, but I was like 15 years of age and I went to a church that struggled a little bit with legalism. And, and one of the, the leaders said to me, he said, you know, I love you in the Lord, but I don't like you very much. Now, my question for you, do you think I felt loved? How can you love somebody, but you don't love them? And I think that's the a lot of times the struggle that we have trying to relate to God as a father, because we have this idea that... You know, he's, you know, if we think of this courtroom analogy where he's the judge and we're on trial and Jesus is the attorney and the devil is the prosecuting attorney and, you know, the, the, the judge wants to judge us, but Jesus steps in between us and the judge and says, Father, don't judge them because I died for them. You know, it's like if we have this understanding of God, then he loves us, but he loves us reluctantly. It's like, well, technically then I, you know, um, I have to love you because Jesus died. Uh, in my heart, I don't, maybe I enjoy you. I don't like you. But in this passage of scripture, Jesus is making it very, very clear that uh, that the father himself, phileo, loves you because you've loved me and believed that I came from God. And so I, you know, my prayer for each and every one of us is, is that we would come into a revelation of God that He, we know that he not only with the eternal affection, the sacrificial love of God, uh, the agape love, but that he loves us with this beautiful, intimate friendship love, this affectionate love. He likes us too. He enjoys us. The Bible says that we were created for his pleasure. And when we just be us, when we just do what we're intuitively created to do, it just brings God pleasure. And he loves to be around us because he 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 uh, phileo loves us. And and just in case you think this is just an isolated way that Jesus is referring to God, in John five nineteen and twenty, uh, Jesus is speaking about his relationship with his Father, and he says these words: "Very truly I tell you, a son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he's." doing because whatever this the father does the son also does for the father loves the son and shows him all he does yes and he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed now i just want to say to you once again when jesus is talking about how the father loves him he in this particular passage of scripture he doesn't use the word agape to describe love he uses that same family word, affectionate word, phileo love. The father loves the son and shows him all that he does. He phileo loves him. So in the same way, the father enjoys the son and shows him all that he does. The father himself loves us too. So that's just, you know, kind of my kickoff, Mark. And if you could just come on and, and add to that, that would be awesome. Well, thanks, Barry. I mean, it's wonderful, isn't it? You know, um, the father himself phileos us. He likes us. You know, it's like, ah, oh, 
that's so intimate and personal. Um, and I just, I love this account in John's gospel that Barry's referred to um, in John chapter 16. Because if we go back a few verses to verse 16, you know, Jesus says, in a little while you'll see me no more. And then after a little while you will see me. And then the disciples kind of go, what's he talking about? <laughs> and they don't get it. And it's been like that all evening, this whole conversation that Jesus is having around the meal table with his disciples from John 13 through to John 16. It's like the disciples don't get it. You know, Jesus says, you know, I'm going to my father and, you know, and I'll come back and take you to be with me. And and Thomas says, we haven't got a clue where you're going, you know. And <laughs> Jesus says, you know, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Uh, no one comes to the father except through me. And then Philip says, oh, you know, I think Philip gets a real revelation. You know, he says, oh, it's all about the father. <laughs> Show us the mm. father and that will be enough. And poor old Philip is kind mm. of slapped down. You know, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Mm. Philip's kind of going, what? You know, well, you know, what's this guy talking about? And it's it's like that the whole evening. You get little glimpses of the, the disciples are just not getting it. And then, you know, chapter 16, verse 16, Jesus says, in a while you'll see me no more. And then you'll see me. It's like, oh, no, here he goes again. What is he talking <laughs> about? And the disciples, it says, verse 17, the disciples said to one another, you know, what does he mean when he says this? It's like they, they just are not following. They've been with Jesus three years. He's told them he's going to die. He's told them he's going to be taken away. He's going to, you know, he's kind of told them, but they don't really kind of get it, you know. And that I find that very encouraging because, you know, Jesus has been very clear over those three years, very clear, but they've not got it. And, and, and I find that encouraging that sometimes I don't get it. And I think, mm. what, what's, you know, what's God, what's he on about? What's the father saying? What does he mean? You know, what is it? And it's like, I don't get it, father. And that's what the disciples are saying here. You know, Jesus, we haven't got a clue what you're talking about. And they, verse 18, they kept asking, what does he mean? We don't understand what he's saying. It's, it's so wonderful. I mean, Jesus, he knows like in a few more verses, he's going to be taken to the cross. He's like, come on, guys, you've got to get this. You've got to get this. You've got to get it. And, you know, verse 19, Jesus, Jesus, he can see what's going on. He says, Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. And he said to them, are you asking one another what I meant by this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and maybe the disciples thought, maybe now he's going to tell us, you know. And um, verse 25, you know, then he goes into again, in a little while you'll see me and then after a while you'll see me and I tell you, you will weep and then you'll mourn and the world, will, you know, and they're, they're saying, oh, no, here he goes again. You know, what is going on? And verse 25 um as which is where Barry picked up, he said, though I've been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use that kind of language. And you think, I think the disciples must have thought, thank goodness, <laughs> we're now going <laughs> to, we're going to understand what he's on about. And, you know, don't we all feel like that sometimes? You know, oh, I need some mm. clarity in this. I need to, I need to understand what's going on. I need some clarity. And, you know, and then Jesus says this sentence, the father himself loves you. Mm. And not just the father himself agapes you, but hey, guys, the father likes you. He chose you. He wants you to be his sons and daughters. You know, you're the center of his affection. You're the apple of his eye. He holds you in the palm of his hand. You're precious. He, mm. he really likes you. He likes spending time with you. He likes being with you. Yeah. He likes listening to you. Even your moans and groans. He, he's there for you. You know, this is a father who is not distant. This is a father who's right there. And Jesus used that word totally deliberately. You know, he could have said the father himself agapes you, but he chose to say the father himself filios you. The father himself loves you. He likes you. He wants you to be part of the family. And mm. then the disciples said, now you're speaking clearly. <laughs> it's like 
Jesus says that one sentence, you know, the Father himself loves you. And the disciples go, we get it. Now you're speaking clearly. Mm. Now we can see that you know all things. You know, and I'm sure Jesus is going, oh, thank goodness. You know, I haven't got anything. I, I haven't got anything else left in the tank to give them. <laughs> you know, they've got it. Thank goodness they've got it. And then he goes on to pray. John chapter 17, that Barry referred to it, the high priestly prayer. And, you know, that prayer reads very much like a, a um, it kind of is Jesus's job description. You know, Father, you sent me to earth to do this. Mm. And I've done it. You sent me to earth to reveal who you are. I've done it. You sent me mm. to earth to reveal your name. I've done it. You've sent me to earth to reveal your words. I've done it. You know, and it's like Jesus is in this prayer in John 17. He's going through all the things the father sent him to do. And he says, Father, the job's done. And I really want them to know that they're loved. His last words, mm. yeah, I really want them to know. Father, I really want them to know that they're loved mm. just as I'm loved. That's the point. That's the whole point of the gospel. And, you know, it's that sentence Jesus says to his disciples, the father himself loves you. And they get it. And it's a revelation. Mm. And, you know, I believe that's something we all need to hear. Yeah. Regularly. You know, I need to hear, father, you know, say it again. You know, say those words. <laughs> just, I've forgotten. I'm not living in it. Father, say it again. I need to hear it. And, you know, the Father himself loves you. And I often say, Father, just say it again. You know, and I feel mm -hmm. his affirmation. I feel his love. And, you know, I, you know, I said at the beginning, this is something we talk about regularly. And it, it is because, as Barry said, you know, what else is there? What else is that? I've, I've had the same thing as Barry. You know, people say, well, we've done the father heart. What else have you got? It's like, well, <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> there ain't nothing left. That's it. You know, <laughs> there's no other topics. There's no other agenda. This is it. And I really do believe that um, there's a deeper revelation, a deeper experience, mm. a deeper impartation that... Each one of us can have all the time, just out of coming back to mm. this core revelation. I've, I've, I really believe that John 16 verse 27 is one of the most important statements in the Bible. Mm. You know, for John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son. Why? So that we would know that mm. we're loved. <laughs> and... This is what the Father wants to say to us again today. You know, the Father himself loves you. And, you know, maybe you need to say it yourself. The Father himself is loving me right now. Because mm. that's the truth. And it's just something we go deeper and deeper into, eh, Barry? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think of... Uh... Uh, one of your life verses, you know, Second Corinthians six eighteen, where mm -hmm. God says, "I will be a father to you." Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that personal of a statement when Jesus said, "The Father Himself loves That's you." You, yeah. You know, yeah. it's not just the big love of God, the you know, it's... the running the universe kind of God. It is an yeah. intimate, personal affection. Mm -hmm. where he knows all about each and every one of us and he loves us and he likes us and he enjoys yeah. being with us. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I really believe in it. And I, I've shared this before that, you know, the Abba cry of Romans 8, 15 mm -hmm. and 16, yeah. where, you know, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit and we cry, Abba. And yeah. that's the most glorious thing for us to, to be able to declare that you really are my father. But, you know, as I've grown in this revelation, I think I have been more attuned to how, what does that do to our father's heart? Mm -hmm. To hear his little one say, you are my father. Mm. 
you know, and I know from being a grandpa the first time that our <laughs> all our three grandchildren were able to say grandpa. Mm. <laughs> uh, it just it was like up to half my kingdom yeah. when I heard that word. And I mean, of course, even having our grandchildren the last three or seven days, um, you know, especially mm. our, our youngest grandchild, Levi's four. And you know, I hear him yelling somewhere else in the in the in the the, the house, Grandpa, I need your help. That was like <laughs> I dropped everything and I went to look for Levi. Yeah. And I believe if we could dare to believe that the mm -hmm. father feels that way and a billion times more intensely yeah. than we ever could, that he loves us and that mm -hmm. he he enjoys us, you know. And I think I think one of the things, if we could start to believe that, that we're lovable and mm -hmm. that, you know, it, our life brings him joy. You know, Philippians 2.13 says, for it's God who works in you to, uh, to act and fulfill his good pleasure. And so when we start to understand that there's this union with the heart of God that actually when we live out of our heart's desires, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about carnal, fleshly, impulse. I am talking about the things that make us just come to life. Yeah, yeah. It's in those places, I believe, that we start to come into this uh, understanding that we were created for the Father's enjoyment and His pleasure. And mm -hmm. when we live out of that place of being loved, yeah. And we just simply be ourselves. Mm -hmm. It just, mm -hmm. it, de it delights his heart like nothing else can. Yeah. Yeah, I was just last few days thinking about the, the orphan heart, um, mm. which, you know, probably still taints a little bit of each of us all of the time. <laughs> but, you know, an orphan can't receive love. You know, an mm. orphan regards love as being something that's conditional you know and it's the result they are loved when they it's the result of pleasing other people you know i do something yeah. for you you love me back and um it's about getting their own needs met and that is so mm. far removed from this very simple statement you know the father himself loves you and yeah you know maybe there's still a little bit of that inside of us that says, you know, what have I got to do in order to feel loved? Mm. You know, what have I got to be in yeah. order to feel loved? What have I got to achieve before I know God loves me? And, you know, yeah, he's just there saying, hey, 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 stop. I, I like you. I love you. Yeah. And, you know, those disciples, they were a, a, a ragged old bunch. You know, they were young guys. They were fishermen. They weren't educated, you know, they were up and down, you know, they were teenage boys. And mm. Jesus says, hey, hey, guys, the father, the father likes you. He really likes you. He loves mm. you. And he loved them as they were. You yeah. know, un it was an, yeah, it was an unconditional agape, but it was an also an unconditional filio. You know, he, he just said, hey, guys, I like you just, just the way you are, you know, knocks and yeah. bumps, you know, warts and all, you know, I like you guys, you know. And mm. there's something in us, you know, the orphan, there's something of the orphan in us that says, you know, he's only going to like me if I do good, if I behave right, if I, yeah. you know, if I wear all the right ministry badges or whatever. And, you know, it's, no, 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 no. And it's just, you know, that's just a statement. It stands alone. The Father himself loves you. And it's not, mm. it's, not, it's not a reward. It's not the result of pleasing other people or whatever. It's not about getting our own needs met. It's just a simple statement that stands on its own. The Father loves you. And, you know, maybe if, you, if you're feeling a little bit of that orphan-heartedness in, in your own heart, in your own mm. life, just, I hope you can just see that his love for you, his love for us is not dependent on how we behave or what we do yeah. or whatever. You know, First John chapter 3, verse 1, see what great love the Father has yeah. lavished on us that we might be called the children of God. For that is who we mm. are. 
You know, that's who we are. Mm. And he lavishes his love on us. It's that word lavish is such a generous word. You know, I've been to mm. Niagara Falls with Barry a couple of times and and um, you see you see the lavish overflow yeah. of water at those falls. Yeah. That's just a picture of what the father's love is like. Just lavish, yeah. never ending. And he pours that love, Romans five, verse five, as Barry said, he pours that torrent of love into our hearts it's not a trickle yeah and it's not like oh you've been good today i'll turn up the tap a little bit oh no today's not a very good day i'll turn yeah. i'll turn the flow it's not like that he's lavishing his love on us 24 7 all the time yeah because he's a good father yeah, amen to that and i absolutely and i just love even in this passage where where jesus is actually directing his friends to go to the Father directly, you know, mm. when when he goes to the cross, right? He said, "You're not going to ask me in my, you, you know, for anything. You're going to ask in my name mm. because I'm not going to ask the Father on your behalf." Yeah, because yeah. the Father Himself loves you. And you know, I always, and again, forgive me for using this analogy that I've, I've used before, but I just remember when I was 16 years of age, didn't have my car yet, and I wanted to borrow my dad's car. My dad wasn't necessarily that you know safe to in a sense because he. To, to ask for the car. So uh, who was safe? My mother. Mm -hmm. So I would ask my mom to ask my dad for the car keys so I could drive his car. And oftentimes I think when we really aren't convinced, and I think it's a continuum for all of us, every day mm -hmm. the father's convincing us more and more that we are who he says we are and he is who he says he is. But, but uh, when we're not convinced that he's safe to go to, mm -hmm. You know, we asked Jesus to ask the yeah. Father on our behalf. And I think, you know, people that, people have asked me before, what about, is there a protocol? Am I, you know, can I ask Jesus for it? And I, I, the whole, like the Trinity is absolutely completely secure yeah. in the in the, the relationship. The Father is revealing the Son. The Son reveals the Father. The Holy Spirit, both Father and Son. So it's not about some protocol or anything, but the, it's Jesus' desire yeah. For us to go directly to the Father. Yeah. And he's saying that because why? Because he loves you. Yeah. I was reading something the, the other day where it said that when you think about the a, a king who's sound asleep, the only one that would dare wake up that king at 3 a.m. in the morning is there's their his little child who wants a glass of water. And they have absolute free access into the throne room, right? Yeah. And so when we really begin to understand that God has this immeasurable eternal heart for us that he he and I don't know how he does it. I think when we <laughs> I think part of the problem is when we try to intellectualize it, mm -hmm. we'll just short circuit our brain. Yeah. Because it's too big for us to grasp in our in our intellect. But when we begin to understand that he has this capacity mm -hmm. to love each and every one of us with all his heart, with all yeah. his mind, with all his strength, as if we're the only person oh. in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, sometimes I, I, I think it's easy to, to read some of these verses in this, this long passage, John 13 through to John 16, 17, and see kind of some contradictions because in John 14, mm. verse 14, Jesus says, you may ask me anything and I'll do it. And then just as we've, we've, we've read in, in um, John 16, Jesus says, oh, no, no, you won't ask me because, you, you know, <laughs> you can go to the Father. And it's like, hang on, you know, and this is another one of these things. I'm sure the disciples were going, you know, over... Over the starter, he said this, and over dessert, he said this. You know, what does he mean? And it, and I, it's you know, and a lot of people say, and oh, the Bible's full of contradictions. Well, you know, on one level, it is. You know, that, that's the classic case: John fourteen, fourteen, John sixteen, twenty three, and twenty six. It, they seem to say, you know, opposite things, and. For, for, for me, it's kind of like it can't be a contradiction. It's kind of there's something else that we need to understand. And um, for me, this is like a before and after picture. You know, you, you know, you take those photographs before an event and then you take a photograph after event and you see the difference. I remember being at INS a few years ago um, and I was there at the end of INS doing some teaching and 
they they did this display um, of photographs of all of the students from the very first week and a photograph like current at the end of the INS three months later. And the transformation in people's faces was incredible. You know, it was amazing. Mm. And whenever we get this contradiction in scripture, it's like mm. trying to understand you know the different words that are said for different times and seasons and these two statements to me they're a little bit like a before and after photograph and something has happened in the middle you know before the event Jesus says you can ask me and I'll do it and then there's an event and then after the event Jesus says you don't need to ask me you can go to the father and so What's happened in the middle? And in the middle is John chapter 14, verse 18, where Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to come to you. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, another counselor, another comforter who will be with you. You know, I'm not going to leave you in the orphan hearted ways that you've been living, but I am going to bring you into the kingdom of my son so that you know that you're in Christ, yeah. so that you know that you're sons and daughters. And that's what's changed. That's why Jesus can say, you don't need to ask me. You can go to the father because you're sons and daughters, just like I'm a son. And, mm. you know, um, it's like Barry was saying, you know, he, he couldn't ask his dad to borrow the car. He'd ask his mum, you know, it's like, oh, but now, you know, we, we might have felt like that, you know, oh, we can't go to the father, mm. you know. And so we go through Jesus because that's the easy, easy route. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. You're, you're a son. Mm. You're a daughter. You've got the same rights as I've got. Yeah. You can go to the father yourself because you're no longer an orphan you're a son you're a daughter and you know to when i see it in that context those two statements make absolute sense because Mm -hmm. when i feel slightly orphan-hearted it's kind of easy to go to the big brother and say hey big bro can you ask yeah the father and but you know when i'm secure in my sonship and you know i know who i am and you know, the words of Jesus, you know, Father, I want them to be with me where I'm at. You know, if I know that and I'm living in that, it's just like I'm in Christ. You know, everything that is his yeah. is mine. And I can just go to the Father myself because I'm not an orphan anymore. I'm a son. Mm. And, you know, it's like I think when we see that and when we understand it, it, it changes mm. something deep in our hearts. And we say, oh, I'm no longer an orphan. I can come to the Father because he loves me. I can have a relationship with the Father like Jesus had. You know, the love that the Father has for Jesus, he has for me. You know, that's a huge revelation. You know, if you really believe that, if you really believe that the Father loves you in exactly the same way, with the same intensity of passion as he loves Jesus, that will change your life. I mean, that changed yeah. my life. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure for many of us, we can say, yeah, that, that you know, that changed me. And mm. this is the reality of the relationship that Jesus won for us and mm. is ours to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, and I just love you know, the the passage in Hebrews where it says that we can come before the mm. throne of grace boldly. Yes. Anytime, day and yeah. night, to find grace and help in our time of need. And it's just yeah. like, you know, I, the, I always, the, the picture I get of that is this little, you know, <laughs> five-year-old little boy running full speed <laughs> into the throne room and go, doing it one of these kind of dives where he puts yeah. his, his hands out for it and he just does, dives right into the father's lap. Yeah. And the father goes, oh, gotcha. every, you know, maybe... <laughs> Yeah, it, it's maybe maybe the four and twenty elders are just crying holy, 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 and the the angels, the cherubim, and the seraphim are covering their eyes in this amazing, you know, mm. display of majesty and glory. Yeah. But the father just, oh, my little one, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, I'm here for you because I love you. And I think, you know, if we can, like as Mark said, if we can dare to believe mm. that the Father loves us exactly like he so, loves Jesus. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. Why don't we just take a few moments just to receive, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of guess you can probably see that Barry and I are both very enthusiastic about this. <laughs> and this is reality. You know, this is life. Mm. And whatever you've been feeling, whatever you've been struggling with, just come with an open heart yeah. and say, Father, here I am. Just pour your mm. love into my heart. You know, mm. maybe just ask him, just reach out to him, say, Father, say those words to me. Not, mm -hmm. you know, you know, that the father would come to yeah. you and say, hey, I love you. I like you because you're my daughter. You're my son. Wow. And if that's what mm -hmm. you need to hear today, just just say, father, here I am. Would you say it? Would you speak mm -hmm. it into my heart? Mm. Yeah, just let's just take time to receive. Mm. Father wants to pour his love into our hearts. Yeah. Yeah, Father, thank you. Just come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah Father, we, we just ask that the reality of your eternal affection for your kids would yeah. become more real now than it ever has been in our, mm -hmm. our entire life. And Father, if there's any remnant in us that think that mm -hmm. you reluctantly love us, <laughs> that you tolerate us, you have to love us because of Jesus dying for us. Yeah. Would the truth of your eternal affection just consume every misconception of your nature and understand that that you are the one that so loved the world and so loved each one of us that you sent Jesus mm. into the world so that we could be reconciled to your heart. Yeah. And so, Father, we just yes. ask by revelation now, by the, the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation would open the eyes mm. of our hearts to yeah. see you as you are, not through the, the broken lenses of, of wounded parents, hurting parents, or, or traumatic mm. experiences that we've had, or even, you know, incorrect theology. Father, we just ask by your spirit mm. that you would awaken in us the reality of your, just mm. the love that you have, the intimate personal, personal love for each one of us. Yeah. And Father, I just pray now that that our brothers and sisters around the world, that faith would rise yeah. in their hearts, yeah. even right now, to dare to believe that the Father himself loves mm. me. Yeah, right now. Wow. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Hmm. Yeah. Father, may those words that Jesus said John 14, verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Father, thank you that those words, they echo throughout all of history. And they are spoken to each yeah. one of us today. And that, Father, you've not left us as orphans. You've not left us in a loveless, meaningless yeah. life. But you brought us into the kingdom of your son, whom you love. You've brought us into Christ. Mm. You've put your Holy Spirit in us that enables us to cry, Abba, God, you really yeah. are my dad. And so, Father, I just ask that those words would be a living revelation to our hearts today mm -hmm. that we're no longer orphans but we're sons and daughters and we are loved by you 
And Father, as we just finish this webcast, may we remain in your love. Mm -hmm. May we just rest in your love, whether it's evening or afternoon or morning. But Father, we just want to rest. We want to remain. We want to stay in the love that you are lavishing on us right now. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you that you really are our Father. Yeah. And thank you that you're loving each one of us now with your perfect, eternal, everlasting love. That you've loved us yes, dear. from before the beginning of the world. Before creation, you chose us yeah. to receive and live in the full rights of sonship. Thank you, Father, that you've loved us. You are loving us with an everlasting love. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Father. Wow. Oh. Yeah, and Father, we just ask that mm. just the revelation of your love would come to us as yeah. easy as breathing, <laughs> as intuitive as breathing. Yeah. That one of the names of the Holy Spirit is the breath of God, the Ruach of God. Mm. And Father, when we're feeling overwhelmed, mm. that we could just be aware to stop and just breathe. Yeah. And in that moment, thank you that you're loving us no matter what we're going through. Mm. Because nothing in all creation could ever separate us from your love. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so I just encourage you just to take a deep breath. Mm. Just breathe in his love. <laughs> in him we live and move and have our being. Yeah. Whoa. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah. <laughs> wow, thank you. It's good, Dad. Yeah. Thank you, Barry. You made it a bit choppy, but we got there. <laughs> a little choppy. Yeah, the waters were a little bit uh, unsteady there, but thanks for hanging in. <laughs> we'll see you all um, next week. Same time, same place. Um, yeah. look forward to what's going to happen then thanks for joining us yes thank you bless you guys bye everyone <laughs>